Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that always goes back for seconds when dining at a blood buffet my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're continuing our celebration of women in horror month as we prepare a lumerian feast and talk the wildly weird jackie con classic blood diner but before we get in that let me remind you we're part of the boom howdy podcast network boom howdy you can find all of our past episodes at boomhowdy.com or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for nightmare junkhead in your itunes or soundcloud app hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode it'll download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your sheetar hole <laughs> and if you are out on the social media you can follow our blood feast over on twitter at nightmare junk and on facebook at nightmare junkhead and here in this episode is actually going to be closing out our celebration of Women in Horror Month. And I can't think of a better way to close the month out, not only in terms of the movie that we're going to be talking about, <laughs> but indeed the people that we're going to be talking to. Yes. These are, we always talk about like friends of the podcast, this and that. And that's usually acquaintances, you know, people. But these are literal Literal friends, friends of the, of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're also part of the Screenland family as well. Crown jewels of the Screenland ground. Technically Aww. representing both two sides of this, this the uh, the coin here. Uh, our first guest, you've, you've actually, you have heard her on Ni- uh, Nerds of Nostalgia, mm-hmm. our sister podcast we do monthly. Uh, she is truly one of the best cosplayers in the area. But welcome to Nightmare Junkhead for the first time, our good friend Abby. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Much really happy to be here. Did you bring any cookies? I thought about <laughs> it. <laughs> Please refer back to it. Was it the joysticks episode? Yes, it was. I'll, I'll be honest. I was out of ketchup. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, we're very thankful you didn't sit in on the Dream Warriors commentary. <laughs> but our second guest, um, technically, yeah, she's technically making her first appearance on the show but <laughs> yeah you you've heard her but you've never heard her uh if you ever li- we know what bumper's going on this one <laughs> she's the laugh in the joe lynch bumper <laughs> and there it is uh, up front please welcome to nightmare junkhead for the first time our good friend jenny hello how's it going <laughs> <laughs> we were talking off mic and she was like i don't know something about i hope you know nobody hears my loud laugh and i'm like oh i don't know none about no loud laughs, <laughs> I didn't no know, i didn't uh-uh. know that that was part of the bumper but now oh it's yeah even funnier that, yeah, that's a thing it's the best. <laughs> you'll never unhear it actually yeah. it's it's pretty perfect so we, before we get into uh, our feast here please tell our listeners where can they find you on the social media please plug and promote away um i'm a girl in a park on all social media just one solid word. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, stay off the moors. Underscores oh. between the words. And mm-hmm. that's appropriate because I remember a screening yes. of. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. That's, so, a, that's appropriate. Yeah. We're glad you got that. So <laughs> the one, only the only way to kill a werewolf is a silver bullet. Silver bullet. Yep. yep. <laughs> See again our I silver think, bullet live episode. I think yeah. that was actually the first time I ever actually spoke to Genius. 
Yeah. How long was at that? I mean, I'd seen you before, but I think that was the first time we like hung out and talked. Yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that was probably two years ago at this point. No. At least. At least. At least. Three. At least. Last Maybe three. three. Yeah. 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 See, and again, it's always funny, uh, the horror community, I'm really kind of new to it. And so, so many of the people that we have here on the podcast, like I said, rad. (laughs) (laughs) people that appreciate them as well. Um, But ultimately, one of the questions we always ask our first time guests are what, what, what are your horror origins? Um, You know, was it a movie? Was it a moment? Was it a book? But what was it that made you go, you know what, horror, I can get into you. I'll, I'll go first. Um, so you can ask my mom. This came out in a random conversation one time with somebody. Um, apparently, even as a very, very young child, like going to the library, the very first thing I would do is I, I would run to the Halloween books. Um, she's like, I always knew you were going to be a weirdo from the start. I'm like, <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, and then I guess the first actual horror movie that I saw, I was like six years old, um, staying up late one night and uh, Puppet Master was on HBO. Did not know what I was getting myself into, obviously. Um, Beyond that, I don't know. I've always just really enjoyed things like that. My favorite movies as a kid were not fully horror necessarily, but like Mm. Beetlejuice and things like that. Yeah. yeah, The macabre. Yeah, exactly. So... You you trace the... I like only read Goosebump books after a certain (laughs) age, you know? I read Goosebumps books too. Yeah. And many people, that was kind of their gateway. You know, we, we talk about gateway horror, and that's yeah. perfect mm-hmm. into that. I checked out mm. scary stories to tell in the dark more than anyone else in my elementary school. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't know that was weird. Yeah, Until neither did later. I. No, right? Until later. Right? That was just normal. Yeah, that's just what happened. <laughs> so it's weird whenever you hear people and you're like, you weren't into that? I, I was into that. Are mm-hmm. you afraid of the dark? I loved oh, that. Oh, yeah. I was actually maybe a little too old to get into it at the time, so it was one of those guilty pleasures. Yeah. So from the library to Puppet Master, Abby, what was your initial horror origin? Well, Puppet Master was actually the first movie that I remembered the actual name of because you can't not know that it's Puppet Master. (laughs) You've got puppets and you have a master Mm -hmm. and it's scary. So um, because growing up, I'd always told, like my parents always told me not to watch horror movies. Uh, they didn't like it, so mm-hmm. I would just, we had HBO, and we I would watch uh, Up All Night. I would watch all of those things that you're not supposed to see, <laughs> have, like, the Disney Channel on last, and, like, <laughs> every time that they would go to, you know, like, walk into the living room, I'm like, oh, I wasn't watching that. I was, what whatever yeah, this show is. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Disney something. I don't know. That's so um, random. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was that's beyond that's past my time <laughs> yeah like yeah uh but I, I do know what you're talking about unfortunately um anyway so i would watch horror movies i didn't know the name of them and i was telling genius this um at one of the uh anthology series uh what was it halloween the the oh the the which anthology series? The the one with waxwork. Oh, oh yeah. the oddly yeah. anthology. Oh, the the Nerdoween, yeah. the Nerdoween. Yeah. yeah, the anthology one. So I had grown up loving that movie, specifically the scene in the white room where they're eating the flesh. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that just got to me. That was one of those moments in horror that I knew I like this i like this a lot and i don't know why but i really like Mm -hmm. it and i didn't even know the name of that movie 
because of doing that, like switching the channels, hey, parents, I'm not watching anything terrible. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that blood all over the TV. (laughs) I I didn't know the names of some of them. And it it took me this long to figure out that that was waxwork. But you've been steeped in the horror since then. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Do you think because it was uh, kind of taboo? With the parents not admit, was it more something that made it just more sweet to to seek Forbidden out? Probably, fruit? probably. So, did you have more maybe permissive parents? Do you think then on your side, Jenny? Yes and no. Um, it was kind of like a one and one or the other kind of thing. Uh, my mom was usually the one who was like, "No, you shouldn't watch that," and then my dad like immediately um, would just, "Hey, hey, this is on. You should come watch us. Like, come over right. here." Like. <laughs> So since you guys both talked about Puppet Master, which one would be your favorite puppet? Ooh. Favorite? Yeah. I don't know. None. I, that's so exactly the one that, why. That's exactly yeah, why. Yeah, she has a very different reaction to them <laughs> than I do. Uh, okay, the most memorable puppet. Let's put it that way. Most memorable from the very first time I saw it was the Leech Lady, because that was when it first like sank in. I was just it like, what am I watching right now? I'm like, I don't think I should be watching this. Yeah. Whatever the guy with the drill on his head is. I don't remember his name. but Driller. Driller, I yeah. thought it might be that, but, you know. <laughs> Same with, like, Puppet Master. These names are just right, really hard to remember. The tip of the tongue. They're, if anything, mm-hmm. but subtle. So <laughs> we are fortunate enough here in the, the area uh, to be, number one, have Screenland as a local locally run uh, community theater here and we're lucky enough to host a lot of screenings and events there um we've got two wonderful represent representatives here i guess as we <laughs> should say from our live shows um that we do with nerds and nostalgia at screenland tap k jenny obviously you've mm-hmm. set in on many of those and from the you know the the carpenter fest um just at the panic fest that went uh screenland armor abby your fixture there as well so one of the things I kind of wanted before, again, before we d- dive into the feast there, um, just kind of your experiences, especially women in horror as fans as you are and just how you've been able to, you know, obviously contribute to everything with Screenland. All right. I will <laughs> go first. So we have Panic Film Fest uh, at Screenland Armor, and there were a couple of really notable female directors um, most recently, we had uh, Isla Lopez for Tigers Are Not Afraid from the 2018 Panic Fest, and it was a really good movie. We just have all of these wonderful people involved with Panic Fel- uh, Fest, and uh, Anna Biller did The Love Witch. I think that was 2017, was it? Yeah, The Love Witch is, is a really good movie. Um, and we have a whole bunch of other just various art house movies like The Ranger by Jen Wixler, um, we did actually Jackie Kong uh, about 2016, I believe, and I actually was the one who got to pick her up from the airport and everything. It was a lot of fun. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I have much to say. Uh, I, I will then, I guess. We'll see. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, we also have Etheria Film Night, who I think you've actually spoken with. Before. We had a conversation with Stacy and Jill, opened up the month. It was great. Yeah, so every uh, Slaughter Movie House in February, we do the Etheria Film Night. And we actually, um, Stacy and I worked on a beer the pairing. Beer. And it was a lot of fun because I didn't know the movies at all. She did. And I knew the beers because there are a lot of them were local beers. Mm-hmm. And I was able to describe what I interpreted <clears throat> them as. And she got to take that and pick out which movies that that made sense with. And it was a lot of fun to see how it turned out. There were a few pairings out there as well, some of the samplers. And ultimately, 
that's what's kind of fun is that we always talk about enhancing the screenings, enhancing that little thing. What better way like to that. enhance than beer? You know? especially, yeah, <laughs> especially that. And then Jenny, obviously, one of the things that we've always enjoyed with Nerds of Nostalgia is we do our little uh, flexing your nerd knowledge, <laughs> where we play trailers to give you an oh, idea yeah. of what's upcoming <laughs> to all the months. You and know, you're on a streak. I I am in the middle of a streak. Yeah. yeah. You I, are I'm, always I'm impressive. I'm kind of proud of that right now. Well. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Because there's some deep cuts and deep pulls, and like by two or by by one or two, you're like, is it this this this? Like, damn, yeah, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> again, it goes to your level of knowledge on both of your sides here, because obviously, you know, Abby's always sitting in on the show, which is uh, we love it because, as we mentioned, she's one of those people that can make genius blush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is no short order yeah. by any means. <laughs> But ultimately, uh, one of the things I want to talk is the movies that we've covered so far in the month of February, we've talked Near Dark Mm -hmm. and Pet Cemetery, two very, very serious meditative films. And ultimately, I wanted to make sure we closed out the month with something just the total opposite of that. (laughs) And we're going to get weird. We're truly going to get get weird. weird. But this one was all on both of you. So let me ask you this. Ultimately, why are we talking the Jackie Conn classic Blood Diner? After meeting her, for me, it was that she was such an inspiration that when I think of women in horror, I thought of Jackie Kong. Um, Doing that screening there and getting to hear what she had to deal with and and all the trials and tribulations of having that movie made, especially in the 80s, was a really big deal. And so when I thought of women in horror, that was the first thing I thought of. It's, I'm not always great at remembering directors, um, but I, I remember the very first time I saw Blood Diner being like, a woman directed this? That scene? Really? Okay, okay. That's cool. It's my it's my type of humor too. I get it. Uh, it was, and it's just a hilarious movie. I thought that movie was really, really great. I, I fell in love with it instantly when I watched it the first time. I think you can have no better like tagline than a woman directed that like Twitter <laughs> question. You you have what? to have the question mark exclamation point and then two questions. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because the lore around the film apparently many people assumed based on the content that Jackie was indeed not a female director but was a male because there was no way they thought mm-hmm. a female could direct something like this and because it could be Samuel Bronkowitz you know <laughs> <laughs> an Ali Smithy production but no she definitely stamped her her name on this particular film and it's one that I came too late on this one this is a this is one that's truly a cult classic it's finding an audience now especially on blu-ray because the one I blind bought the Blood Diner Blu-ray, having never seen it before. So that was my first experience. I got need to ask, ultimately, since technically going from, from airport to up on the screen, you know, Abby, Abby, you initially picked her up. Were you familiar with any of her work beforehand? Um, I knew this movie, but I hadn't actually seen it in full. Again, going back to not getting to really watch horror movies. <laughs> um, so I was familiar with that. I was not familiar with her. I knew we were doing the screening, and I was actually really excited, though, to meet her and figure out what all this was about. Um, she was, from the very moment I picked her up, she wanted to know about Kansas City. She wanted to know about me. She wanted to know about the area. And, you know, it was supposed to be just a simple pickup, but I ended up showing her all around Kansas City. Like, she just she wanted to know about people, about places, about things. Um, she didn't care about talking about herself. She did share, but she wasn't uh, a person who was waiting for their turn to talk about themselves. I think 
that her work she knew would speak for itself, that whenever we would go to the screening that she'd be able to talk and explain her story then. So in the meantime, she just wanted to talk to people. It was great. Get as much as she can, yeah. And this is a film that 32 years later we are still talking about, and it is finding a new audience thanks to screenings like this. Um, now, Genius, by any chance, I know you. By did you were you were did you do a little Q and A with her afterwards? I believe so. Yes, and like, <laughs> well, before it, that was actually kind of my. We were talking about introductions and we'll get to what your first is, but yeah, that was one of my first times seeing that, and I was like, holy shit, this is wild. And so, uh, what was your first introduction to Bud Diner? Um, yeah, I think it was when the Blu-ray came out. Okay. Um, I because I watched it at home. Um, but I remember when watching it, there were a few scenes that looked really familiar. I'm like, I had to have seen parts of this on TV or something as a younger person. Um, but yeah, I, I loved that. This seems to me like a film that I would have seen at one point or another on like USA Up All Night. Right? Yeah. It, it had to have been because yeah. I'm also trying to figure out where it would have been playing that I would see parts of it. Because when you actually watch the movie, right? it's <laughs> definitely unrated. Yeah. So I mean, so where we was were this HBO movie playing kids, that we, we remember, yeah. or maybe, <laughs> yeah. or maybe it's just so familiar to us, like the concept. You you hear Blood Diner, you hear Blood, you know, Buffet. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, Sheetar! I know exactly what this is going to be about. <laughs> and as you can imagine, as I say that, I'm holding a fist up in the air, going Sheetar. <laughs> But I think even if you know what you're getting into, you don't know what you're getting into when you sit down and watch this madness <laughs> unfold. This movie is a wonderful cartoon. She, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, cartoon for she sure. She pushed those boundaries. Yeah, she yeah. did. Actually, I really think Jackie Kong shares a lot of sensibilities with Joe Dante mm-hmm. just because oh. of those kind of cartoonish sensibilities. Uh, I actually got a chance to watch Night Patrol uh, just recently as well and it kind of shares those sensibilities but this is a film that I am every time I watch it now I'm falling in love with it a little bit more there's just kind of this weird transformative we're, we're all effect. nodding right now yeah. instead of saying yes and I realized I was doing it and I just looked over at Genius and he's doing it mm-hmm. and I just was like mm-hmm. we're nodding mm-hmm. all of us <laughs> and it's weird because it, it's 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 like an inappropriate movie no yeah uh, it's 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 something you couldn't really show this is like not advanced horror but it's something it's, you couldn't like go right into no you can't yeah. show normies this this is like advanced trauma you know, this is like heightened advanced trauma. trauma. Ooh, advanced trauma. It's, yeah, it's, I like that term. <laughs> but I just realized earlier I said like pushing boundaries, and then I realized like the nude aerobics. Right. Yes. The right. Thing, that is. That is. Oh, okay. Another one pushing pushing the boundaries. Um, Mr. Veggie. Oh. The guys. The ventriloquist. Yeah. Yes. yes. Was it uh, Stan and Frank? Stan and something like that. Or Stan and yeah. Frank, but like well, sure, watch out, Stan. You know, well, that's <laughs> creepy. So it's not just pushing those boundaries; it's just breaking them. Well, this is a film that literally has a dummy as a as a character, as even if it's a peripheral character, it's a mm-hmm. character in the film. That, but no one bats an eye at well, it in the movie. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not in the movie, but in there. Um, as I mentioned with the puppet master, I have a fear of dolls. Yeah. 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 Or puppets, ventriloquists. I don't blame you. They're fucking creepy. It's they creep me out more than anything. I don't know why. It's I think called a pediophobia. Pediophobia. It's not what it sounds like. Right. <laughs> Chris Hansen will be I, coming I hate, into the room. No, I hate We're children. Good. Apparently, pediophobia. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Aversion to having your nails done. Be, <laughs> that pediophobia. Yes. There we go. <laughs> no. Next thing you know, they're all like big, long ass talons and shit. Which actually would be kind of appropriate with a but movie I, like this. No, but I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she tar, oh, yeah. <laughs> she tar pedos, just like with a pedia thing. Well, how how do you describe this movie to someone? Even not even a normie so much, but to a horror fan, because as seasoned horror fans as we are, again, many of us were really late to this film. So you know, is it because it is so weird that we were late to it, or is it just it's just one of those things that just didn't have enough word of mouth? I think it might not have had enough word of mouth because I it's a name that I knew but I didn't know anything about what the actual plot of the film was until like two years ago I guess when the blu-ray came out she actually took a picture of it for her Instagram the day that she watched it yeah (laughs) so you know because I was so like even 20 minutes into the film I'm just like I love this like I need to document it's it's great that's that's a something that we can reference yes (laughs) well and that's the thing we always a lot of people there's so many weird people they like shame you into not seeing a movie which I don't understand because for me there's that joy of seeing it for the first time and you have those like Mm -hmm. number one's like how did I miss this but oh my god I'm not missing it anymore right I'm experienced I'm just like you're seeing it with other people Mm oh yeah and once you've seen Blood Diner you know Blood Diner you know it's like it's just it burns into your brain with its wonderful weirdness where it's just it even opens up like if you are offended by scenes of cannibalistic mutilations ritual sacrifices this is not your movie they were all done by professionals so right all good. Yeah. right and then it just opens up and just just insanity insanity am i the only one who saw that opening screen and thought what do you mean seasoned professionals <laughs> yeah yeah no well, you know <laughs> don't try this at home these these cannibals well seasoned, yes. the cannibalists uh, are seasoned yeah. professionals yep it, you can get what, what professional cannibalists do you have? From the set of, uh, <laughs> I believe, Cannibal Holocaust and The Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Yeah. They've, they've worked in all different types of uh, actual areas. They're, they're for cannibals. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a movie that features have like, meat will Egyptian gods, full frontal kung fu. Full frontal kung fu. I mean, that's pushing. Cannibalism. Yeah. Just so many weird things. But much Hypnotism. like hypnotism mm-hmm. but much like the 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 patties that are all you know put together somehow or another there's this weird alchemy but it it makes sense it works so it you does. guys aren't gonna mention the brain in the jar oh no no we're <laughs> there. i mean we haven't mentioned the copious hitlers yeah, i there's mean so there's there's multiple in hitlers in this movie there's like all sorts of madness like the presidents show up and blow people away well, for, oh, yeah. and it's hard to go from where we're talking like new aerobics we're talking uncle anwar Uncle Anwar, the floating head in the jar. Who... The mean floating head. And you know what? It's... He's, he's sassy. He's hey, sassy. <laughs> Go do this for me, for shitar. Right? <laughs> but like, it's so weird because it opens up like a straight horror movie where you have oh, yeah. this, like there's a killer on the loose and it's getting scary. But and it then subverts it. Switches it. Yeah. And I think that kind of sets the tone for the movie enough that again, if you're not in after the little disclaimer and then that little bit, it's just not going to be your movie, which is fine. If the which fucking is brain in the jar does not <laughs> explain what you're... eyeballs attached. Right, right. If that doesn't explain what you're in for and you're like, this is dumb, and then you check out, they're good because the rest of the movie is not, <laughs> not for, for you. you. <laughs> this is ones you... I think, like, you know how I say you can show normies this? I don't think you can show normies this, but you have to show the right normie. And if they, if that's their palette, this movie is for them. 
Do you have a, a movie that you have as the litmus test for it? For this one? Like like showing a normie this first and say, hey, if you can watch this, you can probably watch Blood Diner. Or do you start with Blood Diner? Yeah, would you say, if you dig this, then let's watch this? Maybe I'd start with Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. safe. I'd start with Toxic Avenger goofy, because it's goofy yeah. and it's it's offensive as well. But, you know, there's not nude aerobics. Nope. You know, I there, love the nude aerobics. It, <laughs> there's not as much vomit. Right. There, there's no vitamin C. There's, and there's no, <laughs> Does anybody else vomit if they smell other people's vomit? Oh, that chain reaction. Yeah. Some, chain, sometimes yeah. that chain reaction it gives in me that the movie. Heat, heat, but all it, over yeah. her dress because it's white. Oh, yeah. And she's wearing that like weird ass Tutankhamun. Like, I don't know what. And it's all white. And then like they come in and then. Bleh, and when when I was in everyone. first grade, that happened. Oh, no. Like <laughs> a kid ate a crayon. Ate a crayon. Yeah, he ate oh, a crayon so. and he puked it up. Was it yak and yellow? And then there was there was. Oh, did he barf a rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was I red. Hope so. Oh no! It was Ooh. red. So even worse. He, it, yeah. I think it was red and yellow. I think he ate two crayons. But anyway, um, ketchup and mustard. Then it led to the person in the next aisle puking, and the next aisle puking. I was the fourth one. So you were in the chain of puking, sadly. I was. Oh. I was the last one in it. It was the smell. It was, Some people, they get bothered by the sound of fake yeah. dry heating yeah. or watching it. For me, it's the smell. And it I is just, the smell. I just puke. Uh, one time I'm at the store and um, my boss is doing a demonstration and everybody's watching um, him make uh, something. And this kid just bleh, just yaks all over the place, right? And I was like, oh, I'll go clean it up because I was right there. And like... I'm trying not to yak, and my boss looks over and goes, oh, it looks like he had hot dogs for lunch today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So I was like, okay, thanks. I'm trying to mop it up. No, yeah, no. That, like you said, it's the smell. It's the smell that gets me. I don't think any puking story ends well. No, Anything along no. those lines. God Especially help us. at a blood buffet. <laughs> Well, we were also we all watched it together, kind of to warm up for the film, and we were kind of realizing you could put together a wonderful drinking game in this movie. And mm-hmm. one of the things that built every time a blood buffet is mentioned, you take a shot of something. Oh yes, mm-hmm. a bloody mary. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so what other things kind of stood out to you beyond we have now the boys, the boys, the brothers that make kind of the backbone of the film. We haven't even talked about them. No. Yet. I know. No. Not at all. No. Well, that's because there's so much weirdness with this film. You have to kind of put it together. But let me ask you this: so we've the two brothers that we have in there. They're especially the one that's the hypnotist. He's pretty easy on the eyes. He looks like uh... Michael Ian Black. Yeah, Ooh, but if, but I was if thinking Ma- that. But if Michael Ian Black and um Bill Paxton <laughs> I think it's yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's the smile. Now here's the thing. And the earring. Originally they wanted to pair the brothers to be a different pair. They were originally going to be Michael Berryman and George the Animal Steel. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I just can you, Is that why their names are Michael and George in the movie? And I would imagine that one is in, is kind of into into wrestling. Yeah, no, yeah. he's super into wrestling. Against yeah, little Jimmy Hitler. Little, yep. little Jimmy oh Hitler. Go, that <laughs> guy was insane. Did you guys? He was hear apparently it? a real wrestler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like real mad and real angry. The, yeah. the story is he forgot. The, the routine. routine. Yeah. yeah. So he just started beating him up. Yep. <laughs> beating the shit out of him. <laughs> Out of the actor, yeah, that played yeah, George, yeah. Yeah, Georgie. That he beat up Georgie on yep. 
and it was funny. And the fact that it we was. have this kind of subplot in this film, again, if that does not yeah. make you either go, yes, this is something I need to watch right now, or nope, no thank you. Again, we get it, but it just adds to the, is it, is, is it charm to yeah. this film? Like, yeah. I, would a charming charm. film? Yeah. I would say if charm. If you've already seen that scene, you should go back and watch it now knowing he was just yep. getting beat up. Yeah. Right. It makes it funny. Makes it it really does. I think because if this wasn't as tongue in cheek and as goofy and campy and fun as it was, some of the shit would be like irrehensible. But the fact that it's so over the top, it's reached that plateau where like, oh, they're like killing a bunch of women doing nude aerobics and like yeah. sacrificing <laughs> and making like a Frankenstein monster. And, but then it's so goofy. Then you're like, okay, yeah, it's, it's way going downhill and loop, <laughs> and loop the loops and in weird tunnels and shit. It's a fun fucking movie. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to it. Cause if they tried to do any part of this movie seriously, Oh, it would not, it work. would not yeah. work. Oh. Have you guys seen blood feast? I have not. And so, technically, yeah. So this movie was supposed to be sort of a sequel to it slash ended up being kind of a remake of sorts, or at least that's that's what they say on the IMDb's. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jackie even says that in one of her... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. She, it was supposed to be mm-hmm. a, like a sequel, and then they just decided, no, we're just going to straight that. do well, and, a like, and crazy they make it, remake. Yeah. yeah, they make it obvious because in uh, Blood Feast uh, from the 60s, it was... Uh, Ishtar. Yes. Yeah. Is Ishtar. Yeah. But it, the same sort of premise, different people doing it. I, I like the fact that they did the brothers because Georgie's ridiculous. So ridiculous. He's just a little over the top. And I will say this technically, you kind of get equal opportunity nudity with some of the, the male nudity in there. It's not the best buns in the business, but I mean, it is there. But it is there. <laughs> it is it's there. 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 Yep. But it's there. But that's one of the things that stood out to me, not beyond the, the nude aerobics. Um, <laughs> but oh, go on. I would just, but the full frontal kung fu that yes. we get. Yeah. Which is, again, such a weird moment where we have the... And it's actually, it's George that's getting yeah. it taken out on. Getting his ass whooped. And yeah. Yeah. Saved she, by a stalactite. A yeah. random, like, <laughs> yeah. falling right? stalactite. Like a cartoon. It's... Yeah, the only thing missing on it was like acme on the side. Yeah, like this is the cave mines. But the cool thing about it is, it's not just like all that. But like you said, with the new aerobics, it's all the little side characters. There's mm-hmm. so many oh. insane side characters. And the side angry, pieces. the angry chief, the guy that when he the, the oh, detective yeah, just, just, yeah. punches, just him, punches him, him yeah. and he punches the the the, the weirdest voiced. Police. Oh my sorry. gosh! Yes. What Who about that, Sergeant? Is it dubbed? It, it in the be- okay, like the beginning it. of the movie, I think, was dubbed because it sounds like everyone in that scene is dubbed over. But then his voice stays just as just ridiculous throughout weird. the whole thing. Just weird. And, yeah. Yeah. And he has some really odd oh. lines. <laughs> Like a meat buffet, <laughs> just, just randomly, and then it's just, and then you have other side characters like we talked about, little Jimmy Hitler. He was insane, and he was only there for five minutes, but he's a yeah. memorable. Now, vitamin C, vitamin, vitamin C, C is a great one. Stan and Frank, and then we have uh, going deeper into the characters. We have uh, D- Dino Lee. I was gonna say the bands, the both bands. of them, all the bands yeah. you see at the club, the music, the duo, the music yeah. is fantastic the, yeah. in this movie. The whole soundtrack is masterfully done. I think yes. this would pair well with Streets of Fire. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. But let's talk a little bit about the band that plays on at the very end. 
they are incredible. Yes, and it's they very, are. It's They're nuts. an amazing band. I would pay a lot of money to see that show. Yes, they I would. Did I would not party break. with that band. Yeah character Mm-mm. they played on in the face of adversity like <laughs> there's sacrifices going on people there's are turning zombies. into zombies yeah, people, half the band's in, getting shooting eaten. everybody yeah. the and only two of those things are from the movie and not from the band right <laughs> right and that's not even the yeah exactly not in the stage show yeah, the you got everybody doing coke more hitlers, uh, more hitlers. Yeah. you got like dancing <laughs> yeah. girls dressed up like donkeys getting chopped up in yeah. half yeah the like random blue haired like girls right yeah. randomly that's a like a tube fucking, of sausage raw sausage right? getting cut it's up it's like stage. the weirdest it's like it's like Katy Perry meets Weird Al Yankovic it's and the weirdest shit hair. I mean oh, just his it hair is its own character enormous head of hair well I'm not gonna lie if the sick fucks from Alone in the Dark opened up for these guys yeah that'd be a bad that would be incredible, and then it would just be that the sick fucks that band and Tito and Tarantula. That's would be the, that would be the the horror movie concert. That'd be like the fire and brimstone festival. Well, did we even talk about the fact that the brothers, when they go out to collect some more bot, the parts of loose women, when they go to the club and they're in their like little costume getups, like their shitar robes. <laughs> No, 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 the no, first no, time no, they first go out time. to the club, oh, no, like the, the white time. jumpsuit oh, yeah, 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 and his yeah, like yeah, bouffant yeah. hairdo that he does, yeah. it's r- so many, so shiny, and, and so then, shiny. And then, no, it's, then. it's like a cross between Prince and Elvis Presley. <laughs> it is, it Elvis is. Elvis Princely. El- oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that exact isn't that the exact same scene where like. Like get out of the way, nerd! And they knock somebody, and his head gets smashed by a lowrider, and everybody's like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, ha, yeah. Ha, ha. And then his buddy's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it leads us to something that I know you wanted to talk about, and there are some really crazy kills in this movie that I think, well, a lot of us ultimately, whether you've seen bits and pieces through a trailer or segments some of these kills you would re- recall oh, yeah. and there's a yes. deep batter fried kill yes. that I know you wanted to talk just a little bit about even just a bit <laughs> well there are two thoughts one of them you haven't heard yet but uh, the first one was her head looks like a hush puppy <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just want there to be this terrible pun in there like shh like hush puppy and then like being petting her I don't know. I love puns. It's terrible. But the second thing that I noticed that I was really surprised about was every time I watch it, I can't stop staring at her breasts. No, no, no. I mean, yes, it's obviously framed in the shot, but... I'm just like, man, they did some tasteful boob jobs in the 80s between the, nas- <laughs> between the naked aerobics. And there there are some really bad boob jobs from the 80s, but they like managed to get all the good boob jobs. Only all quality boob Only, jobs. Yeah. Like, Only quality like counts at this, a blood buffet. These, these are the finest passable. meat, the best ingredients. The be- yeah. yeah. But then when they start laying down and they're just domes, I'm like, well, those are fake, but those are really nice fakes. Really nice fakes. <laughs> Out of all the prosthetics used in the movie, those are the best fakes right those there. Are the best. And those are used to make shitar. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and speaking of shitar and just weirdness, regardless of when she is finally resurrected, we get some Cronenbergian stomach, mouth, vagina, vagina with like cre- secreting green yes. grossness. Yeah. 
But it was it was it was really it's it's an interesting visual. It is something to say the least. <laughs> it's just, something you have to see to truly believe. Yes. And despite us telling you all this, you oh, you don't still really haven't seen know. anything. No, yeah. No, you don't no. know what we if could you tell you seen it, from you, start yeah. to finish the entire movie, and you still would have to no. see it. And she's decked out like a Golden Grace Jones with the big oh yeah cheetah headdress and everything with the, the vagina crazy makeup. Mouth yeah, and, and, and her her actual mouth also very all toothy, toothy and disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, genius deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. Oh yeah, apparently not. For <laughs> not a deal the guy breaker at the end. Yeah, yeah. 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 spoilers. Totally cool with it. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> she tar lives because she tar. She tar. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's like, hey, baby, want to ride? Arr. And everybody's such caricatures. Oh yeah, caricatures. Yeah, it's insane. You no, know, there's there's something. It's just it's a fun, charming movie. But it's weird to say something that absurd, that obscene. That truly could offend people is something that is charming and fun. But yep. I really think Jackie pulls that off. Absolutely. Which big, she was like really young when she made this movie. Yeah, she, she was, was like only what, 22 or 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Was made on a budget of something like 330,000. So yeah. low budget feature film. But she got, I think, a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The music alone. Oh, the, she was able to find that one yeah. record label yeah, that they, had they, anything just from let the catalog. Her, yeah. And it's masterful. I I said yeah. that earlier, but yeah. it is um, down to the classical music uh, mm-hmm. Wagner yeah. during mm-hmm. uh, during some really intense it's, zombie yeah. goddess yeah. cannibal goddess blood yep. buffet. But it worked the whole episode. Well, and she kind of themed different parts of the movie with certain types of music as well. Mm-hmm. Like the the duop music is kind of like for the brothers. Like that's like when he, they are on screen when they're in their cafe, that's the type of music that's playing. Mm-hmm. So it's a very and it looks very fifties diner at the beginning. Oh yeah. And then it gets all when they get more business because it's, it's, it's a little it's, more it's ironic and funny that they're a veggie like a vegan yep. store and they're just sho- shoving people mm-hmm. and they don't care mm-hmm. oh yeah that's why we didn't even talk about that that it's a vegetarian diner yep. an egyptian vegetarian diner it's, yep it's <laughs> it's so funny because you can you could talk about this film for so long but like i said when i rewatched it with you guys it was probably first time i'd watch it in a few years but like i said i've grown to really enjoy this film quite a bit to the point that it's going to be i think go into my constant rotation especially one to introduce to people now just to be have you seen blood diner no oh okay because would this be kind of a litmus test film for you let me let me ask you this if someone doesn't dig blood diner can you hang out with them Mm. let's show how shallow we really are depends on i can hang out with them but (laughs) They're not going to get my sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they can't laugh at it at least, then yeah. Yeah, yeah not, I'm going to I'm going to have to watch out. what I say around them cuz I definitely if I if I'm making genius blush, yeah, it's going to be real hard to sit through a conversation <laughs> with me. Especially when you start talking about shitar. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, as we mentioned, uh, you like hush puppies? <laughs> <laughs> I like them puppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd say it's bad behavior, but not just art. It's just that. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's that is close. The way to go. <laughs> so as the film ends, it obviously leaves a thing for a sequel, which we technically didn't get. However, I know Abby, you said you kind of reached into the the the, the pits of despair there. Uh, yeah, I watched Blood Feast, uh, both of them, and the newer one was not good. <laughs> I've I've heard that it's not the greatest. Yeah. The, the but original was perfect for the '60s. It was uh, with the music 
and just the way it was shot it was it was a very iconic movie i could tell for if i was to show somebody something from the 60s i would gladly show them blood feast um showing them blood feast 2018 i think uh no not so much no actually i'd, I'd maybe show it to them hope they didn't like it <laughs> that's fair that's fair reverse litmus <laughs> yeah reverse i mean Oh, you like works. this? Okay, that works. Like, uh, we're done. <laughs> all right. No, I, it's one I'm glad to kind of be able to introduce to to the people and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Jenny and I have a favorite scene though. Oh yeah. The, oh, uh, the biker, the car, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the van. <laughs> Where they? So there's this there's this motorcycle rider, um, and Georgie is driving the van. And the music that is playing in that scene is probably one of my favorite songs from the entire thing. Uh, it's so great. Um, it's just the biker that wouldn't die. <laughs> just <laughs> or he would, but Georgie didn't care. No, well, no, Georgie didn't yeah. technically kill him. They say later he died of a heart attack, not being hit by a van 17 times. I love that that was added because I, yeah, that, it's just little stuff so like happy. that that I really love and like are really good jokes in this movie. So he runs over him and then he backs up joyfully, bouncing back and forth so to happy. music. And then, so and then happy. runs and then the over guy lumbers and then up again. Puts yeah, in, just puts keeps it in drive up. and then runs over him again. And every time you think that it's going to be done, it happens at least one more time. Yep. It's like this, like you Georgie said. Georgie, start, he starts out so happy and then he just gets frustrated. It's the Simpsons rake gag where it's like, <laughs> yes. it just keeps going and going and it just gets funnier and funnier. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That stamp of, no, he actually died of a heart attack. He's like, oh my God, really? Are yeah. you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. That, the little thing. That move, that scene right there is probably what makes me think is like one of the best snippets for this movie without even going anything crazy. It's oh, just that sure. humor. That yep. we're just going to keep going, and every time you think that it's done, it's not done. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah. one more step that can be taken. One mm-hmm. more. Well, I'm glad that, number one, you in, you suggested this film because it was a, such a joy to rewatch. And especially with even just, you know, like, like we talk about the communal experience in the theater, that's definitely the way to see it. But even if you're at home with a group of people, just the peripheral watching, that it's wonderful. So thank you for that because this is, like I said, this is going to go back into my rotation now. This is something that... I want to make sure to spread the word of Shitar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and be the disciples of Shitar. So final thoughts on Blood Diner as we wrap things up here. Uh, my final thought was there are two movies working at Screenland Armor where the directors come and talk that I thought had the most impact from the audience watching it. And it was Blood Diner and Adam Green's Victor Crowley. Ooh, (laughs) yes. These are the two movies that since I've been there that I've heard people do all of the oohs and ahs, and collectively it was this massive amount of energy. So that my takeaway with that is that it stands up there right with the best of them. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it was 20 years, 30 years later? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 30 years later. Still getting this reaction. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's such a great film um like we talked like the music plays such a big part uh it's it is kind of like a cartoon in so many different Mm -hmm. scenes like the visuals are wonderful um and definitely kind of a litmus test one for sure this this movie is, is is filthy 
Oh yeah, of course. You know, we totally oh. did not talk about the crazy. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry. So I, was guy, never, okay, I was motioning. Yeah, I was he motioning. Was, to he was her. gonna give his right arm for the for recipe. that recipe, and then he did, and then and also then. his left, and continued yep. just driving. To drive. Could, uh, so it's oh, that is that I, is such a good visual. I just know. I felt bad. All over Neither of us mentioned <laughs> it. There wasn't a good segue. Yeah. But this is this is our other favorite. This is it. Kind of parallels with the van <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest pet peeves in movies is the fake driving. Is oh yeah, the, the over the over exaggerated like, left and right. Yeah, super super exaggerated. It's like they've got a shake weight in each hand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this and movie like, is like the best example of that. Like, way but too I much. love it in this because there's because with the hands chopped off, they're just blood going back yeah. and forth across he's the screen. He's got these stubs up on the steering wheel. Yeah, and he's talking shit the whole time. Oh, yeah. he's like, he's I'll totally fucking get fine. you. I'm gonna not, come I'm down and to I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna get you guys. It's one of these days. <laughs> and he's trying to like drive while fucking there's a Gallagher show in the oh, front yes. seat. Yeah. And that makes this movie. It yeah. is. This, it's this stuff humor. like that. The, yeah. yeah. Just comical stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious then because I'm now looking at what I think would pair as a good double feature with this one. But it, it kind of stays within the, the feasting kind of theme. But uh, Blood Diner with Blood Rage. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> But especially with the weird Matt Capri feel yes. of yeah. both of the films. Absolutely. But, but Blood Rage would have to go first. That's your appetizer. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. so. You can't start with Blood Diner or afterwards. That mom is so over the top. It wouldn't be right. But the drinking game between the two of them, if you did both oh. of them, that'd be a problem. Ooh, that yeah. would be a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We want everyone to walk away somewhat. What uh, about Blood Diner and Frankenhooker? Ooh, that also... you'd be even drunker. Yeah. <laughs> Want a reservation? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's what it was. Fucking, she tars all Frankenhookered up, and she's like, yep. "Want to pray?" <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think there's any better way to end the uh, the episode on that. Um, Abby and Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. Um, again, where can our listeners find you out on the social media? On Instagram, I'm a girl in a park. Instagram also stay off the moors and as we close out the month of February celebrating women in horror as we mentioned before you can celebrate the entire year Mm -hmm. which we definitely do and you know we have Screenland to thank you so that from Armor Tapcade thank you so much so until uh, next week uh, this is Greg D I'm Genius McGee and we'll get ready to get mad with the madness yes the madness is coming up I hope to Sheetar we will survive Hail Sheetar Sheetar